beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design, and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design, and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Exodus 25, from verse 1 to verse 6. Exodus 25, from verse 1 to verse 6. Let's read together one to go. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, ye shall take my offering. And this is the offering which ye shall take of them, gold and silver and brass, and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skin dyed red and badger skins and sheeting wood verse 6 oil for lights spices for the anointing oil and for sweet incense let's go back to verse 1 and as it is my custom i would ask us to read again and read it not like you live in Lagos. Really slowly. Amen. Let's read together. I want to go. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, ye shall take my offering. And this is the offering which ye shall bring, take of them, gold, silver, and brass. Now, let me ask you, what does gold represent in the Bible? What does silver represent? Good. What does bronze represent? Good. So let's, let's get our, our notes. Let's dust our notes. What does gold represent? Speak it up now, now that you know. Let's talk. What does gold represent? Hear yourself say it so you don't forget. What does silver represent? What does bronze represent? All right. So verse 4, it says, And blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen uh -huh. and ram skin dyed red and badger skins and sheeting wood, oil for light, for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for sweet incense. Let's pray. Precious Spirit of the Living God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your presence. Our hearts and our minds are open now to receive your word. Thank you because you have granted me utterance to preach this gospel with boldness with signs and wonders, miracles following. My eyes are fixed on you. As you are doing through us, that which you've always ordained to do, 
right from the foundation of the earth. Now we declare that the blind eyes are open, Amen. deaf ears are unstopped. Amen. Jesus is preached Amen. with boldness Amen. in the name of the Lord. Amen. We decree and declare that many miracles follow the teaching of the word of God Amen. and people come into their wealthy place. Amen. The experience of wealth and abundance. Amen. We give you thanks. Amen. In Jesus' holy name we declare. Amen. It's time to teach. Amen. So this episode, we are closing the series, Pumpkin and Spice, um, with this episode, and it is an impartation service. What that means is, as the word is coming, you are being imparted. Praise God forevermore. Pumpkin, we talked about the endearing ministry of the Spirit, and how that ministry of the Spirit has brought spice to our lives. Spice being, you know, that your life doesn't have to go, you know, empty, you know, something to, just like when we say spice up the dress or spice up the food or spice up, you know, don't just look drabby. So God has given us the Holy Ghost, the ministry of the Spirit, to make our lives not just bare, not just regular, to make our week not just dry and boring. To spice it up with many wondrous works. And as I was coming out this morning, the Lord said, tell the people that they will see many wondrous works. Praise God forevermore. So this morning, we have for the episode, the final episode, Spice and Light. Spice and Light. And some of you will be amazed that you find that in scripture. So we'll just put the scripture on the screen and then we will begin to teach. In verse 1, first of all, if you put one of this text, you would note where we are. We are in Exodus. <laughs> Amen. We are in Exodus. It means, as you would learn as I begin to teach, in Exodus, the children of Israel were demanded to bring their own liberation, to bring their own freedom. They, it was up to them, up to their behavior, up to their good behavior, you know, that they received from God was up to them. Amen? So as you begin to follow, you would begin to see why we are where we are. Speak unto Moses, saying, verse 2, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me. So they were to bring this, as these things, these items, as an offering to the Lord. It was up to them to bring. In the new covenant, Christ has brought. Hallelujah. Under the old covenant, they had to bring. When I mean they had to bring, they had to bring the things that represented their liberty. It had to flow from them. Under the new covenant of God's grace, it flowed from Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. So these are the things demanded from them, you know, for an experience. It says, bring the offering to the, and, and every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, ye shall take my offering. Next verse. And this is the offering which they are to take from them. Gold. So, their righteousness was 
It was demanded from their behavior. Amen? Redemption had to come from their own sacrifices. Their punishment had to come from them, except they brought a substitute. All right, let's continue. So gold, silver, and brass. Next verse. Verse 4. And blue, and purple, and scarlet, and fine linen. All these things point to redemption. Amen? Amen? But that's not where we're going today, so we'll leave it. Next verse. And ram skin dyed red, and badger skin, and sheeting wood. Next verse. Now, this is where we are. Oil, say that with me. Say oil for light. Oil for light. Spices for the anointing oil. Spices for the anointing oil. And for sweet incense. And for sweet incense. So some of you wonder, why is this in the Bible? I'm sure some of you never thought that you see spice in the Bible. <laughs> why is spice? Spice is only your curry and thyme and magi and... <laughs> Uh, the stuff you use for your noodles and all that. No, but the Bible points to that. So everything I've been teaching you has been from somewhere all the way. So it says, oil for lights. And in scripture, we know that oil represents the anointing. Amen. Somebody say the anointing. The anointing. So it says oil for lights. And then it says spices for anointing oil, and for sweet incense. Now, I'm sure as you read that, you're thinking, what do, what minutes this? <laughs> now, you see, let me start by saying that you have to be a people that, that honor understanding. Amen. Let me say that again. When you, when you read the word of God, you must honor understanding. You must have a value for understanding. You must, you must have an appreciation, a high level of appreciation for understanding of scripture in the light of Christ. You must. You don't just read and, and, and pass and think to yourself, well, it's one of those things. You know, so now that understanding is about to be given to you, you must treasure it. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? At church, are you here this morning? You must treasure understanding because this is with understanding that we do life. Turn to your neighbor and say, it is with understanding that I do life. Jab them, jab them, jab them, smile at them. Just jab them small. Don't wound them, just jab them. And say, it is with understanding that I do life. So I pursue after understanding. Glory to God. Understanding has come to me. So now we want to give understanding to this, and you will be so blessed today. God came for you today. So to give understanding to this, we are teaching out of this episode, Light and Spice, the endearing ministry of the Spirit that opens your eyes to the truth that you are anointed. Light and Spice... The endearing ministry of the Spirit that opens your eyes to the truth that you are anointed. Can somebody say, I am anointed? I am anointed. 
I want you to shout it out loud. Say, I am anointed. I'm hearing from some people. I'm not hearing from most of you. I want you to shout it out loud. Say, I am anointed. Say this with me. Say, I'm anointed to do life. I'm anointed to do business. I'm anointed to do ministry. I'm anointed to produce results. This can be your declaration for the week. Say, I am anointed. I am anointed by the Spirit. I am anointed to do life. I'm anointed to do life under the influence of the Holy Ghost. I am always high. Oh, say it again. Say, I am always high. Not on drugs, but on the Spirit. My eyes are fixed on Jesus, the Lamb slain. I am anointed. So we want to touch on this idea of being anointed. Um, so I'm ready. You put my slides up. All right. Now, we are looking at oil, spice, and light. Oil, spice, and light. Three things that you see in the text that we just looked at. Oil, spice, and light. We're going to give meaning to you know, these things. So, for oil, for the anointing, the anointing flowed from his crushing. Every time you bring an olive, and I'll show you, I have, I have everything to show you. Every time you bring the olive to produce the oil, the olive has to be crushed. So, it is through the crushing that the oil flows. Now, it's important to know this because life is going to demand that you be crushed. No, you tell them the, oil, the, the, the lamb has been crushed already. Yeah. Things are going to demand that you go through the crushing. But you must respond that somebody has already paid the price. Yeah. Can we say amen? amen? So for the oil to flow, it, was, it flowed through his crushing. Now, spice represents... The, the wondrous works of God. His wondrous works. So, for example, a person's life is going ordinary until you spice it up with some wondrous works. Amen? Amen. Some little, you know, there's turbulence everywhere. All right? Every, everything is going. Sometimes normal is even, um, normal is even destructive. Mm. You know, so the normal that Peter and the other disciples were in was a destructive normal. And it would have gone normal until somebody said, bid me come. The bid me come was walking on the wondrous works of God. Yeah. Even in swimming pool, you cannot walk on it. <laughs> Ordinary swimming pool. You understand? Lives are going to go normally, except for intermittent interval, you know, interruptions of the wondrous works of God. And like we said last week, we're not just talking about intermittent interval interruptions. We're talking about consistent, consistent happenings. So that consistently you are living a life walking on water. Hello, church. I came to announce to you that you can consistently live life walking on water. You know, that's, that's, 
living life, and I'm not saying live life on the edge. I'm saying live life walking on water. Live life doing the miraculous. Can we say amen? amen. So somebody say with me, I have spice in my life. Say this with me. The wondrous works of God, works of God has, spiced up my has spiced up my everyday living. And then what is the light? The light is his righteousness. His righteousness. So let's look at the lineup now. Let's put it together. His righteousness is the light that has brought us into the experience of his mighty works all because of his crushing. Oil, spice, and light. Jesus was crushed, and because of his crushing, we have come to the light of his righteousness. And because of his righteousness, we can experience his wondrous work. So this is how we put it. This is the lineup, you know. You know, thank you, Lord Jesus. This is formation. Footballers. This is 442. This is 453. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo. This is it. This is the formation for living life. His light, which is his righteousness, has brought us into the experience of mighty, wondrous works, all because of his crushing. What a wonderful formation. This formation will clear cancer. You understand? This formation will... Hey, church, look up at me. This formation is going to heal high blood pressure. This formation is going to cast out depression. This formation is going to give you doors open to you that you did not deserve. You know, there are people, let me, I prophesy over you. There are people who, they have all the qualification, they don't get the job. In the name of Jesus, it will be said about you. That even if you, it looked like you were not prepared. I'm not saying live your life as though you're as unprepared. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that even when it looks like you are not prepared, they will hand it over to you. Amen. Can you say amen, church? Amen. Oh, church, can you say amen? amen? So his righteousness is the light that has brought us into the experience of his wondrous works. Let's look at John 14 and verse 10. Let's, let's touch on these wondrous, let's touch on the spice aspect for a bit. John 14 and verse 10. Look at what it says. It says, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father is the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he does the works. Wait to. Wait, 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 wait for a minute. I thought you just said the words that I speak unto you. How has words become works? Hmm. I told you last week, right? Words has become works. So as you're speaking, so Jesus was speaking his works through his words. And when he spoke it, it happened. So every sick Jesus hid, he spoke about it first. How did words become works? Now, he says... The Father that dwelleth in me, he is doing the works. What were the works he was talking about? The Bible says everywhere Jesus went, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. So every blind eye that he opened was the works. Every deaf ear that he unstopped was the works. Every time he saw a kaita, every time he suspended nature in his tracks, they were going on a funeral procession until Jesus showed up. 
things are permitted to die until he shows up. You can't be having a funeral. Hey, listen, you can't be having a funeral in the presence of the resurrection and the life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you hear what I'm saying? You can't be carrying a corpse, corpse job, corpse business, corpse health, corpse anything. You can't be carrying a corpse in the presence of the resurrection and the life. Something will rub off. I get what I'm saying? Resurrection and life will rub off on death. And hold death in its tracks. And say, peace be still. Stop there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? These are the wondrous works. Jesus was walking one day. And then he showed up to a fig. And then spoke. I said, no man eat from you anymore. It was when I got home that the Holy Spirit reminded me of that one last day. No man eat from you anymore. The Bible says the next day they came. And he said, Master. Just as you said. It has happened. Wondrous works, including the calming the sea, including the walking on water. Hallelujah. Including getting money out of the mouth of a fish. The wondrous works of God. Do you know, brothers and sisters, do you know those wondrous works includes you? Every miracle Jesus did was to point to you. He, all the while that he did all those miracles, he was coming for you. Now you're here. You are part of the demonstration of the wondrous works of God. Hallelujah. Can I announce to you that you are spiced to it? Yes. You yourself. Yes. That's why you can't live anyhow. Do you understand? Yes. That's why you can't live anyhow. That's why you, can't. you are spiced to it. Listen, and some of you need to hear, you are spiced to your family. Yes. Things were normal in everything until you showed up. The day you showed up. That's why you need to understand. The day you showed up, things were no longer permitted to go normal. Say this, I'm spiced to my world. Oh, some of you are not talking. You need to hear yourself say these things over and over again. Say, I am spiced to my world. So not only did God do wondrous works by healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils. He did wondrous works by producing you. Now, let me hear. You know, this might be unrelated, but I need to say this. When you were born, people were rejoicing. Because... Normally, when a child is born, people are rejoicing. You know why? Answer has come. So, in the realms of the spirit, it is, here's another wondrous work that has shown up. Here's another wondrous miracle. Here's another, you know, another pointer to the possibilities of God. Say this with me. I am a pointer to all the possibilities of God. I want you to say it out loud. Say, I am a pointer to all the possibilities of God. Say this with me. Say, greatness flows through me. And it flows effortlessly. Glory to God forevermore. Let's look at another text. Psalm 40 and verse 5. I'm trying to point you to these wondrous works of God. Psalms 40 and verse 5. Let's read it together. I want to go. It says, many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to all. God, be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they would be. What if we have more wondrous works happening in our lives than trouble? That is, but it, hey, for every trouble, there's a wonderful work. 
For every trouble, there's a wonderful work. For every trouble, there's a wonderful work. To the point that wondrous works outlast or cancels, outnumbers trouble. I decree over you in the name of Jesus that this is the story of your life. Amen. I decree in the name of Jesus, under the influence of the Spirit, this is the story of your life. Look up at me, everybody. There are many people whose story is that trouble out, out, outnumbers rejoicing. This one trouble. This other one trouble. This other one. They are encompassed by trouble. And the Bible says you should be encompassed by many clouds of witness. They, their own is trouble on many sides. But here is what the Spirit of God is saying to you. Through this spice, God has brought you to a place where the wonderful works of God outnumbers the trouble, outnumbers the pain. Say this with me, that's my life. That's my life. It says, many, O oh Lord, are thy wonderful works. Let me tell you, everything in this earth would have been regular, normal, without the wonderful works of God. Now, do you know that until God, until God rested on the seventh day, he didn't take a break from doing wonderful things. When he rested, when he rested, it was because you had been made. Because now in partnership with him, you will further from where he has stopped. God rested because you had come. All the while before you came, no rest. And listen, he didn't say, okay, I'll take a break on Tuesday. I'll continue on Wednesday. No, every day. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. That every day from today, there will be a wonderful work in your life. Hallelujah. Say this with me. I'm a partner with God. Again, say I'm a partner with God. I guess what I'm saying. So the, the only reason why God rested is that you have come. You are the extension of his work. So now that you are here in partnership with him, let's further the, the continuation of this wonderful do you understand what I'm saying? Let's further good works. You're here. Hallelujah. Listen, the answer has come. Now let me tell you, you may not have felt like it for long. You may not have even looked like it. You may not have felt like, some of you feel like, well, I'm a nobody. I came from a nobody's home. Nobody knows me. Nobody, well, but the anointing has come. Hallelujah. You know, when David was, was selected by the anointing, he, eh, the power of God is here. He was the least likely amongst his family. See here, eh, when the, they say, put your best foot forward. The guy had put, lined up his best foot. And then even the man of God was almost deceived. Because one looked it. He looked, you know, I always say, look the part. One looked it, looked it. Had the muscles, had the build, the bicep, the triceps. Ah. Eh. <laughs> He looked the parts. And then, you know, somewhere was, he had carried on a voice, say, hey, see the guy now. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Even the man of God, the anointed, he was moved. He carried oil. Say, knee down. You are the one the Lord has chosen. Knee down now. As he never, God just said, stop. Hold it right there. But God does not look the way man looks. Man looks at the outward appearance, and I always tell people, please, oh, man actually looks. <laughs> Whoa! Man actually looks at the outward appearance. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it is God, though, that looks at the heart. So, uh, man, man looks at the outward appearance. Man looks at the outward appearance. But God sees my heart. God sees my heart, so you will not brush, you know. The... <laughs> my dear, God himself said that man looks at the what? Outward appearance. That's where they look. Because they don't have the technology to look at the heart. <laughs> so the way they know what's going on in the heart is the outward appearance. So, so, brothers and sisters, this anointing, use it to fix the outward appearance. Amen. Amen. You are not sort that hair. shampoo amen. amen amen, amen. sort it out help the universe amen, amen. put some the other hand on look the part look the part of where you are going look the part of the future god has given to you but god looks at the hearts so when came this is where i'm going david came didn't look anything like it or said that's the man some of you might be in that space where the prophecy does not look like the present moment. The promise does not look like the situation now. But God is still saying you are the one. Even last week, you say, ah, God, are you sure I'm the one for this job? God said, you are the one. Hallelujah. You are the one that will bring light to Africa. You are the one. You are the one that will bring innovation, development to the cities around you. God is saying, you are the one. And then you're saying, oh Lord, like Gideon, oh Lord, I'm the smallest and the least. God is saying, you are the one. So all those excuses that you're trying to give, the power of God is here. All the excuses you're trying to give, like Moses. Moses said, I'm a man of stuttering speech. I'm a, God said, you won't need to talk. You show signs. You are the one. I guess what I'm saying. You are still the one. Those excuses, keep them. God saw them and chose you. Hallelujah. You understand? He saw your bank account, but he still gave you the vision. Some of you. Are you here? Why did he go ahead to give you the vision? Even though he knows your bank account, he knows how much you've ever earned in your life. He knows. He knows how much you've ever earned in your life. Yet he's giving you something bigger than you. Didn't you get the memo? You didn't get the memo. If you are giving me something bigger than me, it's because you want to show yourself. So show yourself. I get what I'm saying. I was sleeping on my own. You woke me up. You say you have called for my life. After having called for my life. Ah. And then you know me. You know where I school. You know my English. You know everything. You know my background. You know my family. You know everything. And you are still calling me. <laughs> you are still calling me. It's because... To show the wonderful works of God. That God can take a man like you. With your history. With your pedigree. With all that has happened to you. And make it look like you never make it out of this. God say, hey, you are the one. That's why Moses the stutterer. is the one leading three million people out of bondage. Stop looking down on yourself. I want you to rejoice. Say, I am for mighty works. Say it again. Say it out loud. Say, I am for mighty works. Say it one more time. Say, I am for mighty works. So now that you have gotten this, at least you have an idea 
of what spice is. Let's go to Zechariah chapter number 4. And we'll start from verse 1. Go to verse 2. God is gracious and kind to us. Somebody say this with me. God is gracious and kind to me. Say, my sins are forgiven. Oh, say, I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. Zechariah 4, we'll start from verse 1. Go back to verse 1. Now, I want to show you something here. I want you to look up at me. This is very important, what I'm about to show you. It's very important. We are, okay, let's, we agree what for mighty works. We agree that life will be boring and normal, except for mighty works. Mighty works, amen. Now, can, can we suggest also that mighty works includes things that are bigger than you? Let me tell you. If all of us like this go according to our capacity, our abilities, our pockets, it will take years before we arrive. Hello? At this pace now, it might take another 100 years before you do anything significant. You have to be aided. What I came to tell you is that the aid came. Stop waiting for the government. The aid has already come. It is this aid we are engaging to do mighty works in the city where we are. Say this with me. The aid has come. You see, everything is going to go at the pace of a something, something, until an external force does what? No be so. No be physical with that. Yes, sir. Let's say it now. Everything will go at a something, something pace until you remain what? At a standstill. No be so. Until an external force put now, <laughs> brothers and sisters, you have the external force. Yes, I get what I'm saying. So now that thing that should have happened when you're 80 is going to happen at 25. Oh boy. Let me see. Under this influence, me I'm prophesying to you. You will need to be striking bucket leaves off because you have fulfilled them. I'm prophesying over you. Take it. Oh. You'll be signing bucket lists off because ah, this one we by the spirit we have come here now. Not by any external structure, by the spirit. Let me tell you, and let me say this, let me just say this publicly for the first time. I think, I think, I think, and hear me very clearly. I think that we might be missing the point of what is happening with this Peter Obi stuff. Some of you might not get the message. I think that God is using that to show you that your life doesn't have to go according to a, a known system or structure. Get the message. There's a, there's a bigger implication for the nation. But for you, get that message. That they said we can't break a system. They said it's too heavy. It cannot be broken. They said nobody has done it before. Nobody can do it before. And then one man shows up, a dead, a dead, and begins to break systems and, and carry an entire nation in a new path. It's a picture of how your life should go. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we will be breaking protocols. Oh, you didn't hear me. Oh, you didn't hear me. Some of you didn't come ready for this service today. I said in the name of Jesus, we will be breaking protocols. The systems that people have said nobody can, nobody can, you know, it's too heavy, it's too tight, it's too sealed. 
by the influence of the spirit, we will crack the code. You know, many people have, have, have gone to hide in their, in their cave because Goliath showed up. Goliath is supposed to be knocked down. He's big enough, so he's too big to miss. I guess what I'm saying. Not too, not big to scare you, but ah, if you're this big, then my God can't miss you. Get ready to go down. So if a challenge is so big, it's because it's big enough for the anointing to hit it. Booza. Can you say amen? amen? If there's a problem that is big, it's because the anointing is for it. That's what is chasing you into your cave. Go and hide. God is saying, come out and speak words. As that thing is talking to you, talk back. Talk back. The power of God is here. Pray pray in the Holy Ghost for two minutes. Just for two minutes. Pray in the Spirit. Everybody. Everybody. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Keep our Oshnala. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You're receiving these words by the Spirit. You're receiving these words by the Spirit. Stay up yourself. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Man takabaya likaton shelamani zete pretete ne meketi ati ati ani miatole piaton angra titata tene telpor silatiato leka tapala kiata ete ne miatole matevia late koseta pa 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 isi tani ati lokoti ati hey palika talika tapala katiata le miatole preatele katia la kaparra katapiata le miatole mekele piaton ne mia ala piatele kepeate. Rakata piatala piatani atan mantona escole sale afete la petani fiote aviona vitale viatale e pretele kiata Hallelujah Welcome to interruptions of the God kind I said welcome to interruptions of the God kind Looks like life is going one way then the spirit of God breaks in takes over The power of God is here Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. I want to show you something, how we produce these mighty works. Amen? Amen. And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. And said unto me, what seest thou? And And I said, I have looked and behold a candlestick, all of gold. Remember gold? Very important. With a bowl on top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof. Next verse. And two olives by it. One upon the right side of the bowl, and the other upon the left side thereof. Next verse. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? So you don't just see it and walk past. He said, What are these, my Lord? Then he answered. Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. And look at the next verse. Let's read this together. Want to go? They answered and spake unto me, saying, 
everybody together. Now wait, 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 wait. You just showed me something. And then your response to that. I'm asking what this be. And then you said this is what the spirit is saying to Zerubbabel. You can quickly put your name there. This is what the spirit is saying to, to you. This is what the spirit is saying to you. This is what the spirit is saying to you. This is what the spirit is saying to Tokbe. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, as I begin to bring meaning to this text, I want you to understand something. You yourself, ma. You see, I say you yourself, ma. <laughs> Jesus. You, hey, you must come to the point where you agree, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Because some of you don't agree. <laughs> you don't agree. You still believe in power. You still believe in might. Let me tell you what power, some of you, as you have been sitting down now, you just go off in imagination. Then the next thing you say, I wish I was born to a royal family. If I was born in a royal family, then it would, uh, <laughs> somebody say, which of them? <laughs> that one said, Dale. <laughs> you, get, you, get, you get royal family where no royal. <laughs> but a good royal family. Do you understand? So you imagine I was born there. Brothers and sisters, that can fall under either power or might. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know why? You can't rise above the... the you can't rise above the authority that is given to the royal family. Wherever that influence stops, you stop. Wherever door that influence cannot open, that's where you stop. You still don't agree? That's by the Spirit? Because the Spirit will break the door. <laughs> you are wishing that you are the son of a prince or the son of a, a rich man. But, but influence has level. I get what I'm saying? An influence can be stopped depending on the jurisdiction of the authority. And do you know, do you know that thing that's important in this conversation? The reason why you shouldn't trust in power or might is that if it is people powering the system, they can't raise you higher than themselves. Nobody. Many times people will not sit down and watch you go higher than them. It is follow me as I come up. But to go higher than me, no, it's impossible. That's why you must agree that by the spirit, you know why? When you go to the frequency of the spirit, one, he's already the most high. Two, he said, come sit with me. <laughs> so, there are, there, are, there are influences, but there is a superior influence. Let me ask you, the last time I checked, name the president that can heal cancer. Name the prime minister that can raise the dead. Influence get level. Do you understand what I'm saying? Under the influence of the spirit. That's why you must agree. The, the next time you say, I wish a prince or a king is my daddy. <laughs> I want you to know that wherever his influence stops, that's where your life stops. Sorry. That's the reason. Uh, I'm not going to go into that one. No, no, I'm not going to. Ah, no, Lord. 
I know, you know, very soon we're going to be all over the world. Amen. Amen. So we have to be careful. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm about to say something, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh, the glory of the Lord is here. Oh. Hey. I'm going to say it in passing. I'll say it in passing. By the Spirit, eh? Hey. You won't need to look for hey. You need to traffic somebody. Because the Holy Ghost will heal the kidney. Power of God. You won't be looking for dubious ways. Because where your influence stops, the Holy Ghost starts. You will not be languishing in a UK jail. Because you're trying to get a healing that the Holy Ghost can heal. The Holy Ghost can heal your body. Many of you, let me tell you this. Many of you now, you have speaking distance between you and the day of evil. You have talking distance. Talk your testimony. Before the evil day shows up. Talk now. Believe now. Believe in the activities of angels. Believe in the ministry of the spirits. Before the day comes when you need to raise the dead. So that if that day comes, you are already loaded. You'll be looking for organ to harvest. Because the Holy Ghost will revitalize your body. I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. Turn to your neighbor, say influence, get level. Tell them, tell them, tell them again. Say influence, 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 get level. Now, what we have come under is the influence of the spirit. Brothers and sisters, agree now. Agree now. It's not by power. Not by might, but by my spirit. He get as he be now that you are young. Face this spirit. Face him. Hey, Jesus. Face him. The other time you face PVC, they failed you. The other time you face education, he failed you. The other time you face career path, career path, career path, career path, failed you. Then you now enter project management. He failed. You think I don't know? Think I don't know. Why is it that every time it's all people follow one my brother, people follow one, but you know, one time all of us are making hair. Another time all of us are making name. Another time all of us are selling pure water. Another time all of us are fixing this. Another time all of us don't become photographer. Another time all of us are makeup artists. Another time all of us have open POS store. Because without the Holy Ghost, people will be doing what they see in the environment. Hey, you can't rise above the environment without the Holy Ghost. Some people live as though the Holy Ghost doesn't have intelligent pathways to take you through. Stay with this Holy Ghost. Suddenly he starts telling you, 
Recently, he has been telling me, uh, it's time to go into sports management. Yes, sir. Another time, yeah. hey, you know, yeah? Ah. Ah. We we'll buy clubs. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Oh, you don't, yeah? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pathways in the spirit. Yes, sir. That may not be in the environment, but they are in the spirit for you. Yes, but you're not trusting him. You're trusting to limitations that you have seen. <laughs> there are some things listening to the environment. There are some things that they will tell you. You say, the envi- let, allow the environment to inspire you. <laughs> I'm not seeing many people is inspiring. <laughs> and many times, if you are inspired by trouble, yeah, me, oh. if trouble is inspiration, it won't last. Ah, why am I firing shots? It won't last. Because now you are money. Mm. That's why you can't get as high as... Do you understand what I'm saying? You're always claiming on on that age. Always. (laughs) Hmm? Because you have to falsify figures to be able to get accepted. But what if you don't get to falsify anything? What if you move under the influence of the spirit? Do one 50 seconds. Pray in the Holy Ghost. 50 seconds. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Take it in. 50 seconds. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Take that one in. I know what I'm doing. We're administering something. For some of you, we're administering boldness. For some of you, we're administering favor. Pray it in. Pray it in. That your life will not go according to the pattern of the systems of this world. That you are bigger than the environment. That you are bigger than the systems. That your trust is in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. So, when God says, by my spirit, you better believe him. Not only believe him, start patterning patterning your life after him. He's the highest influence that doesn't fail. He's the most high for a reason. Some people's influence will stop when they say it is diabetes. They say, we can't do anything anymore. When my mom had pancreatic cancer, I can tell you for a fact that we had all the connections to take her anywhere in the world. The doctors in Germany said, don't come. The doctors in UK said, don't come. The doctors in US said, don't come. But there's a doctor that. You understand? By my spirit. Meaning, how are we going to get things done? Some people say, by their connection. Okay, that's up to you. Some people say, by their influence, that's up to you. Some people say, by who you know, that's up to you. I say, by the Spirit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you remember how some people were eating of the king's table mm. and other people were eating spirit diet? Yeah. Yeah. Then they came to check them out after 10 days. People who were eating spirit diet look healthier. Yeah. They were accomplishing more. Yeah. As people were eating from the king's table, you keep down playing spirit diets at your own peril. <laughs> Gossip. Somebody is eating from the king's table 
and that one is eating vegetable, but inspired by the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost say, eat vegetable. Holy Ghost vegetable. <laughs> Ten days later, they bring all of them in front of the, the, front of the king. You, with all the nourishment in the king's table, how are you looking malnourished? You, after eating vegetable and this and water, look at how you are you looking. Now, some of you have said vegetarian diet, Daniel's diet. That is not the picture. The picture is what some of you keto, 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 keto diet, keto. It's not only keto, it's keto. Eh? That's not the idea. The idea is what the influence of the spirit produce. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Structures are failing. The Holy Ghost doesn't fail. Yes, sir. Wow. This is the reason why there is hope for your life. Yes, sir. Yes. It gets us, I don't go like your face. I say you're not getting the job. Then you now go into the spirit. <laughs> And then the Holy Ghost can cause people not to be able to sleep at night because they have to favor you. Yes, sir. Don't joke. Yes, sir. So when God says, by my spirit, believe him, sir. I want to show you one thing. I'm coming back to that text. Too. Let me show you one thing. Let's go there. Are you ready? Yes. Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 11. Let's go there very quickly. I have a couple of things to say to you. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 11. This is a powerful scripture as well. <laughs> Let's read together. I want to go. And I returned. Uh huh. Yes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Stop. Read it again. Start again, please. That the race is not to who? The swift, I thought the swift should ring the waist. Nor the battle to the strong. Nor bread to the wise. Nor riches to men of understanding. Nor yet favor to men of skill. Let's read the last part together. It says, want to go. But what? Time and chance happeneth to them all. Oh, so it all comes to time and chance. Now, some of you, you know what we call time and chance? Is right place, right time. Amen. Amen. I was just at the right place at the right time. And it happened. I was just at the right place at the right time. This is just happening to be at the right place at the right time. But you see, when you look at this scripture, you have to look at it with another eye. The eyes you have to look at it is with the eyes of the finished work. Because in the finished work, time and right place, right time is no longer an event. It's now a person. Oh, you didn't hear me. Right place, right time, that you always pray, is no longer an event. It's now a person. His name is Jesus. So it's no longer an event, neither is it a location, it's a person. So what it means is that time and chance happens to them all. What God said in response to this is take David, put him in Christ. Everywhere Christ goes is right place, right time. If Christ is here, right place, right time. If he's there, right place, right time. If he's anywhere, right place, right time. Meaning, you too, who is in Christ, your new location is in Christ. So, you are not waiting for an event. You are the event. You are the one creating right place, right time. Okay, let me ask you a question. Everywhere he went, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. 
So all they needed to do is be in the presence of Jesus. So he himself is the right place, right time. You are in him. He is in you. Location change. So you're no longer, you know, when you have Kairos moment, Kairos moment, Kairos moment, I like it. But Kairos moment is not a person. Think about a wrong place, wrong time for Jesus. All right, let's try it. Let's think. Wrong place, wrong time. Stray bullets. Stray heating. Stray disease. You know, disease in the environment. All of a sudden, you just play, 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 and just came to you. How about stray deaths? Jesus just woke up, was breathing, breathing. Next thing, he died. You know, that's some people's story. Say, we didn't know what was happening. He just slumped, and that was the end. Not you. No, I'm not saying not you. No. I'm saying not you. I'm not saying, you know when people do this? Fear is powering the teeth. So. Fear, fear. The heart is almost pouring. Not, not me. No, this one I'm saying is a location, not you. It can't happen to you. You are in Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Church, can you say amen with me? Not you. I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. That's my new location. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now look at this. Look at this lovely text. He said, the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Meaning, who is the race to? Who is the battle to? If I were a bread manufacturer, I will not sell to this girl for three years. No, I won't sell. <laughs> who is bread to? Who is, who is, who is favor to? We can say boldly that the race is to the one who has the Holy Ghost. Bread is to the one who has the Holy Ghost. Favor is to the one who has the Holy Ghost. Because time and chance has happened. Yes. You are in Christ. Yes, sir. New location, new place. Yes. Say this with me, I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. Say Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. I'm at the right place at the right time. So time and chance happens to the one who is in the Holy Ghost. Who is in Christ. The race is to the one who is in Christ. The battle is to the one who is in Christ. Bread is to the one who has the Holy Ghost. Favor is to the one who has the Holy Ghost. Hello, church. Look up at me. If swift does not work, Holy Ghost will work. Yes, sir. If understanding cannot yield the dividend, eh? Ah, plenty of messages. They had brought all the magicians and the physicians and all the people. They said, "Give us the interpretation." Nobody did. Daniel said. There are things you are producing that are not in the environmental. They are in your spirit. Yes, sir. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Listen, let me say this. Let me prophesy over you. In the name of Jesus, there's a life you are living that is not in the environment. They may not have seen it anywhere around before. In fact, people don't even expect you to live that life. But the Holy Ghost has t- told you. It's, the, the runway is clear for takeoff. The Holy Ghost has given you clearance. Live your best life. And you say amen. amen. So now that the race is not to the swift, not the battle is to the strong, the battle and the race and everything is to the one who has the Holy Ghost.
let's explore this entity very well. Amen? Amen. Let me show you what you have. How many of you are ready to see? Rejoice small. Let me see. Good. So now we go to Ecclesiastes, back to Ecclesiastes. I told you, when the Spirit of God says, by my spirit, you better believe him. So, put Zechariah, rather, 4 and verse 6. So the anointing was given to you to make you bigger than the connections that you have to depend on. This Holy Ghost that you have received was given to make you bigger than your environment. Bigger than the limitations. We want to explore him. Put, put Zechariah, please, on the screen. 4 and verse 1. Start from verse 1. I want to run this thing now. It says, and the angel that spoke with me came, that, that talked with me, came again and waked me as a man that, was, that is waking out of his sleep. And he said unto me, what seest thou? And I said, I have looked. And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick, all of gold, with a bow upon the top of it, and his seven lamps thereof, and seven pipes, to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof. Verse 3. And two olive trees by it upon the right side of the bowl and upon the left side thereof. Now, still going to have a great time. Amen. Now, if you look at this text, something is happening here. Something is happening here. God is showing a picture of something. Now, what you are seeing here is parallel to what was happening in Luke 21 when Jesus was at Gethsemane. Huh? That picture of when he went to pray, and as he was in Gethsemane praying, all right, the Bible says that as he prayed, there were the sweat on his face was like droplets of blood. All right? And he came back to his people to ask them, why are you not praying with me? Can't you watch with me for one hour? When you look at what is going on here, and you look at Luke 21, it's like a parallel thing is happening. Something is going on here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, what is that thing that is going on? To understand this, I needed a picture up, because to understand this, you need to understand when Jesus now came to Gethsemane. Because the word Gestamene, that word itself, is called the place of the pressing. Amen. Amen. So when Jesus appeared to Gestamene, he had appeared to the place of his pressing. Now when he was being pressed and crushed, alright, he was being pressed and crushed like that, oil was coming out. The anointing was coming out of his crushing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That which was necessary for you to do wondrous works was coming out of his crushing. So when he said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup be taken away from me. It was not just the cup of the vengeance of God. No, that cup that had come. Ah, I wish I could show you. 
It's the gold that is here in Zechariah 4 that is used to collab. Can you just put that thing up? This is so important. Oh, this is so important. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. So it was a cup that was going to be used to collect the oil. So when Jesus was at Gethsemane, you need to understand the meaning of the word Gethsemane. It's, it's called the place of crushing, the place of pressing. So when Jesus said, if it be possible, all right, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. What Jesus was saying, right, is that, you know what? I don't want to go through this process. And God said, no, you have to. Thank you. Thank you. So I want you all, can we do this together? Can you open Zechariah 4 on your phone? Because now we can't do the two together at the same time. So open Zechariah 4 on your phone. I want to teach you something. And it's very important that you get it. So you do me a favor. You look at Zechariah 4. And verse 1. All right? And then you would jump. Now let's jump to Luke 22. Jump to Luke 22 quickly. Just leave that on the screen. Put that picture on the screen. Luke 22 from, from verse 39. Let's look at it in our, in our Bibles. He said, this is what he says. He says, and he came out and went as he was, as he was wont, to the Mount of Olives. So first of all, it's called the Mount of Olives. Amen. Amen. In the garden called Gethsemane. Let's continue. To the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye no enter not into temptation. Verse 41. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if it be, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Now, having read that, go back to Zechariah 4 and verse 1. And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me up and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. And he said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick, all of gold, with a bowl upon the top of it, and with seven lamps thereof, and seven pipes to the seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof. Now look at the third verse. And two olive trees by it, one upon the right side, and the other upon the left side. And so I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, Lord? Verse 5. 
Then the angel that talked with me answered and said, Know it not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then verse 6, Then he answered and said unto me, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Now, look up, everybody. This is the picture that the angel is showing the prophet Zechariah. And it is out of this that he now responds to him. What means this? He now responds, not by power, not by might. How does this connect to that? Hello? That's what I want to show you now. So we have here the candlestick. This is the candlestick. This guy here. These are the olive trees. Now, it bothers saying that olive trees produce olives. Amen? Oil. So what's going on here? Look at this. So Very important. The two olive trees are producing the oil that is powering the candlestick. That's what's going on here. Now, without the olive tree, there will be no light in the candlestick. There will be no oil in the candlestick. See that? But now, these olive trees are not just standing there. They are being crushed to produce the oil. Oh boy. You know when people say, can you pay the price for the anointing? Can you pay the price for the anointing? Can you pay the price to carry the anointing? We don't have a price to pay. The anointing didn't come from you. You are the, eh, you are the dispenser of the anointing. But it didn't come from you. The anointing came from a source. This is the source. This is the two olive trees powering the candlestick with all of the things that is coming out of the candlestick. And it comes from the crushing. So it is pressed to produce that. So exactly what's going on here. The first olive tree, the olive tree on the left, no, on the right, right? That is the word of God in the Old Covenant. Or the Holy Ghost pointing to the word of God in the Old Covenant. In other words, let me explain this. The Old Covenant pointing to Jesus and all he came to do. The left olive tree is the New Covenant pointing to Jesus and all that he has done. This is the source of your anointing. The word of, listen, let me tell you. Look up at me, everybody. You are not anointed except there is a word backing your anointing. Mm. In other words, you listen. Every gift God did not speak about, you can't receive. Mm, yes, sir. Every redemption was spoken about. That's why you can receive it. Healing was spoken about. That's why you can receive it. Prosperity was spoken about. That's why you can receive it. Favor was spoken about. That's why you can receive it. Hello, church. So now in the old covenant, it is from... Genesis, Exodus, all the way to the end of the Old Covenant. It is the conversation about that which Christ is going to do. And what you are going to receive because of what Christ has done. In the New Covenant, it's pointing to all that Christ has done. That's why Jesus said, I came in the volume of the book 
to do your will. The old covenant pointing to that which I'm going to do. The new covenant pointing to that which I have done. And you being the product of both the old and the new, pointing to Christ and what Christ has accomplished. So your, your anointing, the source of your anointing is not 80 days fasting and prayer. And those of you who are creatives, those of you who are innovators, those of you, you, you who are you know, doing, you're planning to do things, or you're already doing things innovative in the industries where you are. This is the source of the anointing. Hello, church. So Jesus is, listen to me, church. Jesus is the two olives standing to the left and to the right, supplying the candlestick with oil. Now, when the angel asks, you don't know what this is? He said, I don't know, Lord. Then he now responds, not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit. Why? Because the last time we checked, Jesus said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will point to me. He will speak of all that I have done. He will not speak of himself. He will point to me. Now we know what the spirit of God is pointing to. He's pointing to the crushing of Jesus. So let's go a little bit further. Isaiah 53. Go to Isaiah 53. Just leave this thing on the screen like this. Isaiah 53. Because if it goes now, we don't know where we will see it. <laughs> oh, dear Lord Jesus. What a life. What a life. Isaiah 53, from verse 1. It says, Who has believed our reports? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a shoot out of the dry ground. He had no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Look at this. He says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Verse 5. But he was wounded. Let's read it together. I want to go. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every man to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him. Read that out loud. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Verse 7. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her sharers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. Verse 8. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. Pay attention to this. 
So all of this is pointing you to the crushing of Jesus. This is what Zechariah is talking about. That there are two olive trees. One to the left, one to the right. All right? And they are producing the oil for the lampstand. Then you go to Luke 22. And Luke 22 is telling you, right, that Jesus was right there in Gethsemane, praying as though he was praying his last. Sweating blood. That was him being pressed. Now, Gethsemane is the place of the pressing. Remember, Gethsemane has there the Mount of Olives. Join the two together. The Mount of Olives, the place where he's being pressed, is symbolic of the two olive trees to the right and to the left, producing the oil. Now, the oil is coming out of his crushing, not out of yours. The Bible also says that God has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. So pay attention to this. How many of you know that Jesus, when he carried the cross, he was not stumbling under the weight of the heaviness of the cross? No? You know, when you watch all these movies and you see Bible story being played out, they, they, ah, it's too heavy. No, he wasn't stumbling under the weight of the heaviness of the cross. Should I tell you why? When he entered the temple to cast out people who are the money changers, the Bible says that the table he overturned, they were six foot tall. So if Jesus is overturning tables that are six foot tall, this is in scripture, let me show you. Are you ready? Now put that one up. Mark 11 and verse 15 from the Amplified Classic. Put it up. Hope you have that one. Let's read together. I want to go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Four foot tables. So the weight of the cross was not the weight Jesus was collapsing under. The weight he was collapsing under was he had laid the iniquity of us all upon him. And brothers and sisters, it's heavy. That's, listen to me, everybody. That's the reason why you shouldn't carry the guilt of something you did yesterday. It's heavy. It's heavy. Let me tell you how heavy it is. Heavy enough, you won't pray. Yeah. Heavy enough, you can't make any declaration of who you are. Yeah. Heavy enough, you will doubt the anointing. Yeah. Heavy enough, you even doubt yourself. Yeah. Heavy enough, you doubt where you're going. That's why you shouldn't carry it. Somebody carried it. The more you carry it, you, you carry it you're making a waste. He's collapsing under the weight of it. Listen. He collapsed under the weight of it, but he didn't die. Yeah. You know, Jesus couldn't have died, died at the place where he was collapsing. He couldn't have died there. He had to die on the cross. But he was showing you that, listen, the burden that I'm carrying for your sins, you don't have to carry. So now you can be light-hearted, not because you've not done anything wrong. Oh, boy. But because he has carried it. Let me tell you. Believers who are living with guilt, condemnation. See, we can say sorry and really mean it. But we don't have to live under guilt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Listen to me, church. Guilt does not change you. It does not change anybody. It doesn't change the error you've done. The only thing guilt does is to kill you. The Bible says he collapsed under the weight of it. The Bible says, listen, how many of you realize that scripture now goes on to say that he pleased the Lord to crush his son? How many of you realize that? It's the wine press. Put it on the screen, please. It's the wine press producing the oil. Now listen, when Jesus was there saying, Lord, if it be your will, you know, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. You know what God answered? It is my will. Be crushed. It is my will. Be beaten. It is my will. Be wounded. It is my will. Be broken. John 3.16 says, for God so what? Love the world. Let's read it together, everybody. For God, God so what? Love the world. That he did what? He gave his only begotten son. Many of you have this sweet feeling of he gave. He gave his son. It's a sweet feeling that you have. You know, he gave his son. You know what he gave his son to? To be flogged. To be beaten. Listen, the giving his son is not to the sweet feeling that you have. The Bible says when he gave his son, it's to be flogged, to be beaten, to be wounded. So he pleased the Lord not to save his son from the crushing so that the crushing is now the source of the anointing so under the new covenant we don't pay the price we pay attention to the price paid under new covenant the price you pay is the price of paying attention to the price he has paid the crushing does not come the anointing does not come from you the anointing comes from the crushing But guess what? The anointing flows to you as the recipient of that anointing. Can you hear what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So this is oil, spice, and light. You stand in the light of his righteousness and realize he has brought you into this world to do wondrous works because Jesus was crushed for you to be anointed. So the next time you stand to minister, don't think about the price you have paid. Think about the price he has paid. Look at me, everybody. Many of you, and when I say minister, you stand in your workplace. You stand in your business. You stand there. Many of you, when you stand to minister, let me use the choir, for example, the worship team. You stand to minister. And then as you, you say, everybody, lift up holy hands. And as you lift up your holy hands, you know, one, a, a junior demon from hell. I wish I could act it out. Come, my brother. You are my, you are my, act, you are my acting machine. Come, come, come. Quick, quick, quick. So act like you're worshiping. Stand in front of them. Stand here. Stand here. Mm-hmm. So just act like you're leading them to worship. Mm-hmm. And then the junior demon comes and says, Boy, you are not qualified for this. And then you're, be in the spirit. Be in the spirit. It's not be in the spirit, nothing, no. You understand? Be in the spirit. Just be in the spirit. He's trying to battle thoughts. So, I say, but, 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 do you remember where you were two days ago? See, he's, he's, he's leading you to worship. And as he's leading, suddenly, the hand begins to drop from his crushing. That you pay attention to long enough. 
that now becomes the basis upon which you're doing wondrous works. He was crushed for it. Let me tell you, if your life is any less than what Jesus paid for, you're wasting the crushing. So let me, look at me, everybody. There is anointing for you to heal the sick. Hear me and hear me good. To stand in the marketplace and say, rise up and walk. All the people who are doing it, is this thing they are feeding on. Let me ask you. How many of you know, sit down for a minute. I'm closing on this note. How many of you know the reason why people go to hell? I know many reasons, but I'll tell you one. One of the reasons why people go to hell is because they don't have the frame or the structure to take the punishment. Mm. Pay attention. Pay attention to what I say. The reason why a person goes to hell is because they don't have the frame or the structure to take the punishment that God is bringing to them. Hell is not the punishment. Too. Hell is because you couldn't take the punishment. You couldn't pay the price. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is a price paid. You could not pay the price. So we send you to hell. So that, that your body could not take the weight of the payment. You would break under it. You understand? I'm saying, ah, no, this one is not. She can't pay. Go to hell. There was a man who stood. And his body had the frame. It's called righteousness. Is the frame with which he took all of the judgment of God, crushing after crushing. Are you guys know what I'm saying? And then after taking it, you know, Jesus didn't die. He didn't die under the weight of that stuff. He had drank all the cup. Then the Bible says he bent his head and released his spirit. He gave up the ghost. He released his spirit. That's why when they were coming to him, you know, he said, no man takes my life from me. It is I that lay it down. And I have what it takes to raise it up again. He was talking about himself. Because you are not built. You, uh, see, when I say the frame, I'm talking about the righteous. You don't have the righteousness to take the judgment of God. If they put you to say, come and pay the price for your sin. You, the person, not you. Because you are born again, amen? Will look like a filthy rag. You're not qualified. Go, go, go away. So they now brought Christ. He has the righteousness frame to, to stand as your shorty. Take all the judgment of God. So when he was saying, Lord, if it be your will, take this cup from me. Lord said, it's my will for you to die. It is my will. It is my will. But there is a people coming after you, after this death, burial, and resurrection, who will not need to look at their performance for the flow of the anointing. They will now look to his crushing for the flow of the anointing. Let me tell you, what that means is that every hour, listen, yes, sir. every hour, mm. every moment, mm. every day, you are qualified to release the anointing of God in your life and in the environment. I repeat, every hour, every day, every moment, you are qualified, sir. The focus must just be, he's crushing. Queen, the next time you see a blind eye, you are qualified. Don't even think twice. Hooray. Let me tell you, and I, I, I'm going to close on this note. Dorsey, the power of God flows through you 
in more intense measure when you are not doubting. You are here today. You are there tomorrow. You are doubting. Today, you woke up. You had your quiet time. You prayed in tongues two hours. It was a good day. Devil bring that thing. You are ready. Then the next day, you wake up feeling drabby. Uh, don't bring anything to me to do. What I'm telling you, listen. Every time your eyes can be fixed on the lamp sling, the, the oil is always flowing. Yesterday we met a lady at the, at, the, at the chemist who needed to be healed. Amen. Of high blood pressure. Look, look, look at me, everybody. It doesn't matter where you walk in this life. You are representing Christ. You better heal as many sick there. As many, as many, as many as you meet. Heal them. <laughs> Cast out devils. Somebody is just manifesting some things in the office that you don't know. They are just doing anyhow. In the name of the Lord. Out. 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 You take authority over the environment. You go into a space. You enter a space. Everybody is depressed. But you are joy now. Men should drink of you. You are joy. I Listen, I say you are joy. So as you come, oh, what's the spirit of heaviness in this place? Out in the name of Jesus. Light has come. Darkness go. Are you getting what I'm saying? We entered the space. And the, the woman needed to be healed of diabetes and high blood pressure. I didn't start to think that, am I qualified? Can, I, can this miracle flow through me? See, I'm closing on this note. All the men of God you know that are doing great works. This is the thing they are feeding us. One heritage. One blood spilled. One heritage. So, so listen. Say this with me. Not by power. Not by power. Not by might. Not by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Say it again. Say not by power. Not by power. Not by might. Not by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord. One more time. Not by power. Not by power. Not by might. Not by but by my spirit, says the Lord. So can I tell you what you're going to do this week? You're going to release, dispense wondrous works. Enter your family and dispense some wondrous works. Glory to God. Don't wait until you have the money to give mommy at Christmas. Say, mommy, here's my gift to you at Christmas. Mommy, this idol has been paining you for 14 years. It's time for you to see the wondrous work of God. Brothers, I'm saying do it. You have a wife who has not been able to sleep for three years. She hasn't been able to sleep. You are anointed. Hello? You are anointed. You are anointed for your job. You are anointed for your business. You are anointed for your space. Everybody pray in the spirit out loud. Thank you for engaging yourself in this article. It shows that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprint Church and on Instagram at The Blueprint Church. Cheers.